0: Well, we are um, in part four of this sermon series called Better, and um, today we're talking about better health, but at the kind of at the heart of, of this series is that we believe, just like the letters on this t-shirt say, that Jesus makes life better. And uh, and so we're pushing into what Jesus has to say about a whole bunch of different topics. Today, we're talking about not just physical health, but also mental health. Because, you know, we, we all want better health, right? And, you know, when it comes to our physical health, um, we know that life is better when we're eating right and when we're exercising, like we already know that, but... Um, but it's somehow it's really hard to actually do it, right? There's a difference between knowing and doing. And, and specifically because I don't know how it is for you, but for me, like so many things get in the way of me actually doing what I need to do when it comes to my physical health. And I'm just curious if, if we could just kind of work together for a minute and just, uh, shout out some things. What gets in the way of, of you eating right and exercising? What's some things that, that just happen? Life happening. <laughs> Time, socializing, schedule. Yeah, man, we are busy Washingtonians. That's good. What else we got? Being lazy. Say it again. Yeah, that was good. You guys are in sync. Procrastination, being lazy. There you go. So, um, yeah, sometimes it's just, it's hard to find the discipline, uh, the motivation, right? Uh, what else? What else is tough? Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. Excellent, Sarah. Jesus is so good. Someone in the first service said, cake is better than carrots every single time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, Netflix, right. Um, you know, and, and I see some kids up here. Kids are great, right? Kids make it, you know, sometimes it's hard for the adults to get to get work out in. So, I mean, there's, there's so many things we, we could list out. We could spend the rest of our time listing out all these different things. Um, um, but ultimately, um, you know, here's, here's what I'm going to say. There's a lot of stuff we could spend time talking about to try and get motivated and say, okay, how do we, you know, how do we, um, how do we just pump ourselves up to, to, Yep, do better physically. Um, we could talk about the fact that our physical health is so connected to our mental health, to our relationships, to our overall happiness. Um, we, could, we could look at um, a deep motivation as Christians, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, and we could read these words. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? And then in verse 20, it says you must honor God, with your body, and we could talk about man. Like that's that's so deep, you know. Um, we we have this responsibility, this this obligation to take care of this beautiful body that that God has given to us. We can look at that. We could also take a look at Jesus and um, and talk about as followers of Jesus, it's not just about following Jesus' teachings, but it's actually following the ways of Jesus, the way that Jesus actually lived his life and, and emulating that. And we could talk about how, um, you know, just looking at Jesus, um, the way he ate and the way that that he moved and and exercised. I don't know, are there any fans of Mediterranean food out there? any Mediterranean food fans? Yeah. Cause you know, Jesus lived in that part of the world 2000 years ago. Right. And, uh, I, I love Mediterranean food. Um, I, I got to go to Israel this, uh, this past fall with a big team of people from grace. We're going to go back in uh, the fall of 2025. And, um, and so, you know, we, we went out there and I got to show you this video. Um, so like the hotel, man, these hotels would put out these unbelievable spreads. I'm a huge fan of all you can eat situations. Um, and, um, just look at the colors though. You see all the color, you know, like the more colors you have on your plate, like more healthy it is. And, um, I, I took this picture, um, like that was my plate one day. Is anybody else's mouth watering now? I'm sorry if I did that to you, but, but, um, you know, Jesus ate really well, okay? Like, not a lot of processed food, just a lot of good, wholesome, whole food. And and you may be like, Derek, what what are you doing right now? Well, you know, please pray for me, because other people went to Israel, and they took pictures of, like, the holy sites. And I was like, man, the food, the food is what's so divine uh, about this place. And so, you know, we we could... We can look at Jesus and how he ate and we could try and emulate that. We could also look at, uh, at how Jesus exercised. And now Jesus didn't go to the gym. We all know that, right? But, um, but Jesus was a carpenter for the great majority of his life. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have a lot of power tools back then. Like that was hard work. I mean, you were, it was a workout when you were, when you were a carpenter. Uh, the other thing that we know is that in that part of the world, that time period uh, you walked everywhere in fact in Luke 5:16 um and this is a verse you're going to get to know really well today uh, it says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed and notice that word withdrew so in addition to the fact that Jesus was like going every was always traveling around to different towns and different regions um, during his ministry. But in addition to that, just to have some time away, he would often withdraw. He'd go up a mountainside. He'd, he'd withdraw to the desert. He would, he would go off to somewhere remote. And so Jesus was actually like, he was very active, very active. Um, when our group went to Israel this past year, and I'll show you a video of, uh, this is just a quick video of, that's, that's Jerusalem right there. Um, and we walked we walked a ton the, the week that we were there, um, and i tell you what like we were exhausted, like and we had a tour bus. you know what I mean like we would get on the bus, the bus would take us most of the places. Jesus walked everywhere it was it 's unbelievable to think about all that. I'll show you a couple other pictures too, because this, this area of the world, like this is Bethlehem right here. And you see like, this is not just a flat, easy terrain. Check out, does anybody know, you know where this next one, you, that's a very famous cave. Anybody know archeological discovery? Dead sea the Dead Sea Scrolls, very good. This is the Qumran region by the Dead Sea. But, but you see like, I mean, this is a workout, you know, you, the, when Jesus was walking around, like they were, they were getting after it. And so we could talk about these different things. When it comes to our physical health, we could talk about, yeah, so Jesus, he ate well and he was very active and, and we should do those th- same things too. But the, the truth of the matter is this, we already know all this, don't we? We already know what we should do. And yet somehow it's just really hard to actually do it. Now, On the side of mental health, we also know that there's things that we should do when it comes to our mental health. Or maybe there's some things that we should do a lot less of. We should stop doing when it comes to our mental health. So again, let's just call out a few things. What should you do or not do when it comes to better mental health? What do you already know? Self-care. Self care. We should do more self-care. Right. What else? Turn off your cell phone. Turn on, Boy, someone just was like, "Oh, that's going to lead them to worse mental health." Okay, <laughs> but um, but no. Your cell phone. Can we throw social media in there? All right, that's pretty well known. The more you listen, the more you watch, the 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 harder your life seems to become. What else? Quiet time. Quiet time. Very good. Very very good. Yeah, having someone to talk to, like a therapist, or yeah, that's that's excellent. Maybe one one more. Okay. Say again. Oh man, I'm struggling. Prayer, pray, meditation—very, meditation, very good. You guys are more spiritual than the first service, by the way. <laughs> they didn't—they didn't mention that. Um, yeah, so so, and we know this, right? We know that there's different things that, that we can do. Um, we could also take a look at, at Jesus' habits uh, as far as uh, mental health. Goes Because Jesus, I think, had two significant habits when it came to um, maintaining good mental health. Um, the first one is prayer, and that was very good. Um, so it, what's fascinating is when you, when you read through the Gospels, like if you've Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, if you read through those accounts of Jesus' life and you do them in kind of one, one big read, what will stand out to you is that in all of the significant moments of Jesus' life, he prayed. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so I just show you just a smattering of them before starting his ministry, when he was tempted by Satan, before selecting his disciples, before he fed the 5,000, on and on and on it goes. And again, I wanna show you this first, Luke five sixteen. Okay, if you do not have a single verse memorized in the Bible, we're gonna we're going learn one today. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed he prayed. This was what Jesus did. This was Jesus' habit. And what I want just, to just remind you of, and again, you already know this, but if even Jesus Christ, the son of God who lived a perfect life, if even he needed to take time to often withdraw to lonely places, to get away and to pray, How much more do you and do I need to do that? Right? Think about that. If even Jesus needed to do it for the sake of his mental health, how much more do we? So Jesus had prayer, big deal for his mental health. The second one is he had people, he had people. Now, you may be immediately thinking, yeah, yeah, like the 12 disciples. Well, actually, um, I'm not specifically referring to the 12. um, And a number of you already know this, but Jesus had an inner circle within the 12 of three who were his closest friends. They were Peter, James, and John. And uh, again, when you read through the gospel accounts of Jesus' life and his ministry, what you see is that, that there's a number of times when Jesus is there just with Peter, James, and John. And most notably, the verse that we're going to look at in just a second is, um, is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is right before Jesus goes to the cross. It's his last few moments with his disciples, and he knows what's about to happen. So he's This is not a good moment for him. Check out what what it says in uh, Matthew chapter 26, verses 37 and 38. It says, Jesus took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Now, let me just try and give you a picture of what's going on there. It says sorrowful and troubled. Basically, Jesus was freaking out. Okay, that's the new Derek translation of the Bible right there. He was was freaking out. That's that's legitimately what was happening. He, He knew he was about to go to the cross, the worst death possible. And so it says that Jesus said to his inner circle, he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed, notice this, with sorrow to the point of death. I mean, Jesus was on the very edge. And he says to them, stay here and keep watch with me he just he just needed those guys to be with him he needed people that he could express the very depth of how he was feeling that he could be completely real in that moment i'm freaking out guys i'm freaking out i'm losing it here just just hang out with me so jesus had people he had people do you have people When it comes to your mental health, do you have people? People you can be completely real with. Now... We could talk about this. We could talk about Jesus had prayer. Jesus had people. We could even talk about and, uh, and and Sarah, you kind of alluded to it, like the importance of of having. Maybe maybe you don't have a friend like that, but but maybe you can find a counselor. So we do have this great partnership with with Safe Harbor, and um, and we have referred hundreds of people at Grace to uh, to Safe Harbor counseling. It's been it's been amazing, and so we could talk about all of these these different things. But here's the, the deal. Whether it's our physical health or whether it's our mental health, the challenge is the same, right? We know all these things. We know we have resources. We know what to do. But yet somehow, we just don't do it. So, in those times, where do we turn? What do we do? Is there, is there any wisdom? Is there any advice Is there anything we can see from Jesus that would be helpful here? And uh, so we're gonna go back to this verse one more time, Luke 5, 16. And um, this time I want us to say it out loud together. So just say it with me. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The word I want you to key in on right here is the word often, okay? This was something that Jesus often Often did. This was the core habit of Jesus Christ. And when you read through the different times you see this happening, it would usually be either at the beginning of the day, sometimes at the end of the day. But what's important to notice here is that this was not an optional activity of Jesus. Every significant moment of his life, this was what Jesus did. He prayed. Okay? And what you need to know of why this is so powerful is that Jesus predecided, he predecided that this was something that he was going to do. This was a habit of Jesus that he predecided. He didn't leave it to chance. This wasn't an optional activity. Should I do it? Should I not? No, no. He predecided. And this this is the essence of what it means to predecide. You commit when you're strong, so you don't waver when you're weak. You commit when you're strong so you don't waver when you're weak. You see, so often the reason that we struggle when it comes to doing what we want to do, to those healthy habits that we're trying to build, that the key is we actually haven't predecided. We haven't. We we think we have, but we haven't predecided. And let me just give you an example from, from, from my life. I'm sure there's no way you can relate to this at all, okay? So I go to bed at night and I'm like, you know what, tomorrow will be a good day to work out. It would be. In fact, first thing in the morning, because I got a busy day, I'm gonna get up that, that alarm, I'm gonna set it a little bit earlier. And uh, you know what, I, I, think, you know, I think I'm gonna work out tomorrow morning. And, um, and so, you know, I wait and I see how I feel when that alarm goes off and guess how I feel? I don't feel like working out in that moment, do I? I feel like that snooze is sounding really nice. And, um, and, and so, so what happens is, because I haven't decided in advance, <laughs> I'm basically leaving everything to chance in that moment, that I'm going to feel in that moment like I'm going to do it. And, and that's really what it comes down to. So um, Jesus had this thing predecided. It wasn't an option for him. He just knew, I am going to go and I'm gonna pray. That was his habit. Now, um, a couple of years ago, a a number of the teaching pastors on staff here at Grace, um, we were like, you know what? How do we just continue to up our game uh, when it comes to to preaching? And uh, how do we get more creative with these things? And so um, we heard about this book, and some of you may have have read it, called The Creative Habit. Um, It's written by that famous choreographer and dancer, Twyla Tharp. And, um, and essentially the, the, the thesis of the whole book, like the main idea of the whole book is that if you want to be creative, it doesn't just happen, okay? It's not something you're just born with, you're creative, you got to work at it, okay? And, um, and I, will, I will share with you the, the best quote for me of the entire book when it comes to um, pre-deciding and when it comes to um, just really creating great habits. This is what, this is what Tharp says. She says, it's vital to establish some rituals. Notice this, automatic but decisive patterns of behavior. At the beginning of the creative process, when you are most at peril of turning back, chickening out, giving up, or going the wrong way, or hitting snooze, right? Um, so this, this idea that you need these routines, you need to predecide, you need to get ahead of this thing, was so powerful. And, and then um, in her book, Twilight talks about her habit and what she does to start every day. And I, I thought this was wild. Every single day of her life begins the exact same way. She wakes up and immediately, feet to the floor, puts on her workout clothes at 5.30 in the morning, goes downstairs in her New York City apartment, goes downstairs, hails a cab, goes to the gym and she works out. She does that every single day, non-negotiable. I'm like that's psychotic man are you kidding me that's crazy right but that messed with me it really did it messed with me in the best kind of way because what where i my brain started going was oh my goodness she's predecided this thing like this isn't an option for her now what i realized is there's certain things that i've predecided in my morning and there's certain things you've predecided in your morning oh yes you have you want to know one of them get dressed look around Okay, look around. Did anybody Did anybody not predecide that? Did anybody? Anybody here? Okay? Any coffee fans? Okay? Yeah, who's who needs it like an IV drip? Okay? Yeah. All right. Do you think, you know, should I should I make some coffee tomorrow morning? No. You don't say that ever. Okay? You have already pre-decided. You decided in advance. You're not leaving that to chance. You have pre-decided that that coffee is part of your morning. And and there's probably other things for you that they're just, you do them. I hope you brushed your teeth, all right? So, but anyway. So, um, this when I wrap my mind around that, I'm like, if you just will pre-decide. Jesus, he pre-decided. I'm going to pray. Non-negotiable. Okay. What do you want to predecide into your life? What do you wish that would be part of your routine? And then how do you work to make that happen? All right? You know, and we can do this, okay, just as a community, I'll just give you guys an example of something we predecided. Um uh, recently, through this series, a whole ton of us pre-decided that we wanted one of these free t-shirts from the the, the Grace Challenge, right? And so um, we're like, yeah, I want a free t-shirt. I want to do the seven-day challenge through the Grace app. Um, and by the way, I are like, what is this? This is my first Sunday. The challenge starts fresh today. Every single Sunday throughout this series, you can start a seven-day streak. The way it works is you download the Grace app, which is in the seat pocket right in front of you. You can do it. It's a free download right now. And you do three things, right? You guys know this. Most of you have been doing it. Um, gratitude, prayer, Bible reading it takes a couple of minutes. And, um, and you do it for seven days, you get the t-shirt, all right? How many of you have a t-shirt already on the way? It's, it's, it's in the mail, it's coming, okay? Yeah, see a bunch of, bunch of you guys. So this is something that you pre-decided and you built into your routine. Maybe that's what you wanna try and do for this week. Um, but the question that I wanna put before you, seriously, is this, what do you need to pre-decide? Maybe it relates to your physical health or your mental health. Maybe it's something else. What do you need to pre decide? Um, and if if we could get um, a little bit tactical here for a second, because I think there's there's something to the ritual. There's something to establishing, as as, as Twyla Tharp says, these automatic but decisive patterns of behavior where you'll really find. The win, and some of you maybe have read like The Power of Habit or Atomic Habits or something like that. But just just for a quick review for those who haven't, um, creating that ritual again—you you predecide, you decide in advance, okay. But then what you do is you, you, you get ready with the ritual. And so, so maybe for you, like, you're like, yeah, I want to win. The, I like the t-shirt. Jesus makes life better. Like, I think that's cool. I want to win one of those free t-shirts from Grace. Um, and you're like, I want to do the daily thing, but I, I, I wonder if I'm going to struggle. Well, maybe this is your, your routine, okay, your ritual. Um, maybe what you do is after you've downloaded the app, instead of it being like the 18th swipe on your phone at the very, very back of your phone, you put it to the front, of your phone where you're gonna see it right when you wake up, you turn your alarm off. And maybe that alarm, you have a little setting on there that says Grace App or the Daily or something like that. So it, it just, you get it, you remember, and there you go. You've started your routine. You've started your day with God. You started your day with gratitude, prayer, and Bible reading. Great way to start your day. Or maybe you're like, man, I'm gonna do this workout thing, man. I'm gonna do it. I'm going to work out, okay? So um, maybe for you, the ritual actually starts the night before with setting out your workout clothes. So it's just one less thing you've got to decide on and and figure out. You get them all, you set them right next to your bed. Heck, maybe you even sleep in your workout clothes. I don't know. Whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do to be able to pop out of bed and go and work out, right? But the big thing is, what do you need to pre-decide? What do you wanna look at like six months from now and go, man, this is a routine. This is a habit. This is just part of what I do. I don't even think about it anymore. I just do it the same way. I get dressed, brush my teeth, drink my coffee. This is just part of the rhythm of my life. I I guarantee you, you will be so, so glad that you did. Let me pray for you. Uh, Lord God we um we are so grateful that in this life you empower us with these beautiful minds where we can we can decide things we can predecide things in advance God when we're feeling strong and we're committed and we're inspired and we're motivated Lord that that you you give us the capacity to to set a course and and God I just pray right now in this moment that you would impress upon every single person in this room. Visit with each one of us, God. And, and let us know, is there something that you want us to do? Is there a habit you want us to begin? Is there a routine or a ritual you want us to establish that's gonna make life better? Show us what that is, God. And then if you give us something, I pray, Lord, that you would let us to predecide, to decide in advance that thing so that it wouldn't be left in the moment for us to waver. Lord. um, And, and, and Lord, for those times when, when we do waver, I mean, that's just part of being human. We know that Uh, for those times when, when we, we fall down and we fail and we feel bad and we beat ourselves up. uh, Lord, please um, help us by your spirit, by your love, by your grace, to, uh, to pick ourselves back up and um, to forgive ourselves the way you forgive us and to just get back after it, God. We thank you and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.